And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday here at Rosie's Tenth and P in front of uh, the night session for Boys State. The semi is going on. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal were presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Uh, big thanks to Bill Dolman and Jack Ebling. We say hi to Brady Oltman's. HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Get that subscription today. Bundle the digital and print. HailVarsity.com backslash offer. Get you a sweet little discount. Brady, you're hunkered down, man. Awesome content per the usual this week. We're not far from spring ball. Are you headed to spring break? Are you and Archie taking off anywhere? Um, probably not going too far. Uh, we might, we're going to bounce around Omaha, Crete, uh, for some Doan baseball next week when they host their home opener. And, uh, I think we might, I don't flirting with getting down to Kansas City maybe, but that's that's about as far as we're going to go for spring break. That works well. That works well. We were talking about Coach Rule, where he came in, and the coaches ranking. And also Nebraska football, where the, the school ranks per the athletics recruiting potential. Uh, let's just stick with Big Ten. What do you think about Nebraska's recruiting potential? Where do you view it? Do you view it as uh, awesome because of who's going to be on the trail? Or do you look at it, okay, it, it's in the middle of a state that's getting super competitive on a national scene with talent. And then that 500-mile radius, we, we know Nebraska's been good with over the years. Well, right away, this coaching staff has so much momentum behind it. And they're, they're aggressive recruiters, as we've kind of talked about, you know, ad nauseum for three months now. They're, they go after it. And I don't, I don't see them taking the foot off the gas by any stretch of the imagination. And then uh, you introduce the two L.A. schools in 2024, and then you've got a full, you know, coast-to-coast uh, subscriber base going on with, with uh, high school kids watching Big Ten football. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how the rest of the Big Ten falls out. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan are going to be premier brand names out there. Who knows what Michigan State does? James Franklin and Penn State, you are, I think he's got that, you know, perennial top ten now going on. But then, like – Wisconsin, Wisconsin is interesting to me just because of Luke Fickle and, you know, the, the coaching change there. But I'm also kind of it's going to take a little bit for that to get going because Phil Longo coming in, that's he runs a, a North Carolina offense that I don't you plug and play the Wisconsin players from last year into that. I don't think you're getting as successful as a lot of people think they will right away. So there's a lot of the, the new, you know, the new, new across the entire Big Ten gets a lot of recruits excited. But um very few of those new coaches and shuffles in the Big Ten come with immediate NFL experience like this rule staff does. Brady, how advantageous do you think it is for Nebraska, Matt Rule, trying to, to build a new program, I guess rebuild a, a new program, that Nebraska still does have one more year in the Big Ten West? The fact that they're going up against an Iowa team that's been in some turmoil. Purdue's got a new head coach. You mentioned Wisconsin with a new head coach. Really, it feels like the only team that feels like they're going to be 
returning some uh, some guys and you kind of know what to expect is Illinois. And even then, Illinois, I don't want to look down upon them, but they're not known as a football power. So how advantageous is it that Matt Rule gets his first year in the final year of the Big Ten West before the Big Ten eventually goes to some sort of pod system? I think it helps. I think he might, uh, a common person might prefer this last year's schedule to this upcoming schedule. I mean, your crossover games are a little bit more um, stout in 2023 than they were in 2024 in terms of you get you know Michigan or Indiana and Rutgers last year whereas this upcoming season you get Michigan State and and Maryland thrown in there too and Maryland's on the kind of on the upswing you think um, but it's I think it help it certainly helps especially when you don't really know what the schedule is going to look like beyond 2023 and perennially Matt Rule's first year at, at college uh, programs have kind of it taken a little bit, but I do think, and I think we've talked about this before, and I'll agree. Nebraska's in a much better spot year one than Temple or Baylor were when Matt Rule took over. So it's a little bit more prime for immediate success. And based upon what this, how close this team was for years coming into it, I think it it um, it it makes you kind of marinate on that a little bit more and think that maybe maybe immediate success is a possibility. And Brady, from a recruiting point of view, how important is it to, to- find success in year one in order to build momentum. You kind of see Michigan State, you thought they would have built a lot of momentum in year one, and we talked about this with Jack Elving, took a bit of a step back in year two, and part of that was a more difficult schedule. But how important from a recruiting point of view is it that Nebraska builds some momentum in year one and get some wins under the belt? Uh, I, I, don't know if it imme- I don't know if it immediately matters because you can sell kids on the vision. I mean, as long like the golden rule, I guess, and I learned from uh, covering the from covering the, co- the the coaching search, and now with Matt Rule is kind of even mentioned. The, the trouble is getting kids up to Lincoln. Once you get them on campus, you show them, you know, the pageantry, the history, the fans, everything. You the new facilities. You put them in that position, and people think, oh, Lincoln isn't just you know cornfields all over the place with a stadium that popped out of it. Like they they can they can see themselves in it, um, and I think players these days kind of like the idea of being a part of a turnaround program. They like to see themselves of like, Hey, I can contribute to that turnaround. Uh, but also when you get uh, the top quarterback in the country also looking and visiting, I think people want to be a part of that too. So uh, immediate success, I think it, it matters, but it, it, I wouldn't say that it's uh, imperative for rule to, to kind of get the ball rolling and get ball eligible to build recruits on year one. Brady Oltman's with us, HailVarsity.com and Magazine, at Brady Oltman's on Twitter. We're down here at Rosie's 10th and P, getting you cranked up for state boys basketball, the semifinals. Okay, uh, Matt Rule either was hungry for barbecue or has got the, uh, the, uh, the itch to go hit the Kansas City Metro. I think both, but Nebraska's done well historically from the John Garrisons to the Malik Collinses to the Brendan Kennys of the world just in the last 10 to 15 years. Can Nebraska get back and, and flex Brady, not only in Kansas City, but also Missouri? Because that state's really been good to, uh, to, to Nebraska. You include Kansas City with Missouri, but the state overall uh, beyond Kansas City for, for Missouri. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the, the Texas connections, but really this, this coaching staff has connections all over. Even on Wednesday, Rule and I think EJ Barthel, Rob Dvorak, and I want to say there's one other assistant, but I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, went and spoke to the Kansas City Coaches Convention uh, or Greater Kansas City uh, Football Coaches uh, Convention on Wednesday. 
And that, I mean, that's a great thing that they like to do. They like to reach out to these coaches uh, associations and get to know guys, get to know different football coaches. And it's, and that they made a living in Texas doing that. They kind of want to do that in the Midwest as well. And it helps when you get like Williamson Wari is an incredible athlete out of Lee summit in greater Kansas city. And then they just uh, are, are trying really hard to get uh, Ryan Wingo, uh, probably the best athlete or the best recruit, I should say, out of St. Louis area. So you've got the best recruit out of Kansas City and the best athlete out of St. Louis. And then throw in Andrew Sprague from Rockhurst, which is, I guess, in the Kansas side of, of Kansas City. But you can put those, the top two guys out of Kansas City, best guy out of St. Louis. They want to bring them all for the VIP Junior Day later this this month. And it, when you go after the top guys, people want to follow that success. And I think it, it's also kind of an indictment of rules coaching staff, that they're so aggressive. They're not afraid to go after the top guy and try to get him. Brady, how VIP do you think that recruiting weekend later in March is going to be? We were hitting yesterday on the Arch Manning visit to Texas that sold him where they're spending uh, over $300,000 on a weekend for nine recruits, giving them what they called the full Texas experience and really rolling out the red carpet. Can we expect something similar from Nebraska later in March, or is that not Matt Rule style? I don't think that that's really a style. Um, I kind of chuckle at the VIP point because at this point, it's almost like a Costco membership where really you just kind of, you know, it's <laughs> the, VI, the VIP thing is more by title only. But um, I, it's one thing that I think Damon Benning and I kind of talked about on Monday um, on his show was like this, they're, they're willing to just keep the doors open. And if somebody wants to come into practice, like, you know, Ashton um, from Elkhorn South, he came in this last week and just like showed up, you know, uh, for a weekday visit just out of nowhere. And they didn't roll out the red carpet. They didn't have, you know, the, the big lights and everything turned on for him. And even Rule has said, come, you know, invite kids to spring, spring ball and spring practice show them what it's like. And if they can see themselves getting better and playing in Matt Rule's system and in practice, all for it. Some kids, it's not for them by all means. You know, they, they wish them the best. If it's not at Nebraska, so be it. So that, that's just kind of the rule mindset and how they're approaching recruiting. But obviously, they, I think, I don't exactly know logistically what it's going to look like, but this is a, a huge recruiting weekend, the likes of which Nebraska recruiting hasn't seen possibly ever. 25th will be huge. Want to get your take here. A couple of minutes left. Uh, What's your gauge here on the, and we we don't have the air raid siren ready ready yet, but uh, Dylan Riola, uh, the USC-Nebraska arm wrestling match. uh, Since it is Oscars weekend, I reference Revenge of the Nerds with Dolman. I'll reference Over the Top with you. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if Nebraska's still alone in this or not, if the hat's backward or not, but uh, it seems like USC's picked up some momentum. Yeah, um, I'm not going to stop the truck stop. This, this 18-wheeler is going to keep on rolling with that <laughs> reference. But um, it's it, I, I don't see him doing any sort of um, commitment or any sort of decision before he takes all of his visits. And um, kind of the latest thing, we know he definitely wanted to visit Oregon after all, and it sounds like he's going to end up visiting Oregon at the end of April. So you can, I'd be, I'd be extremely surprised if he makes any sort of commitment through April, expect him kind of a, a, maybe a May commitment again. Um, who knows what he's going to be looking at in terms of spring game. There's a possibility, I guess, timing wise that he is in Lincoln for Nebraska spring game. Cause it is about the week before Oregon spring game. Uh, but that's nothing, none of that's confirmed. That's just kind of up in the air as a possibility. 
So that's kind of what it's looking like right now. Just about two, two more months of long, long waiting for Husker fans to decide if, if this is actually going to happen and they get the on grade, the best recruit that Nebraska football has ever got. Well, not only is it Husker fans waiting, Brady, I feel like there's also a lot of top recruits around the country waiting for a decision of a guy like Dylan Royola too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a reason why. So I think a big part of getting Dylan Rayola in for that VIP media or junior day is having all those guys, the five stars, the four stars that want to be a part of it. And you've got even, you know, guys like Davon Hall who have said like, Hey, Dylan, hit me up. I'm have my phone number and we talk, we text. Like he, he's a guy that kind of, you gravitate towards a guy like that. And kids want to play, you know, with a guy like that. So I, I think that definitely there's a little bit of groundswell there. I'm sure that that's happening at Georgia and USC all over the place. But at Nebraska, that's just there's a there's a kind of momentum there that Nebraska typically doesn't see. Brady, enjoy your weekend. We'll get caught up again. Thanks for squeezing us in today. Always appreciate you, man. Yeah, good to see you guys. All right, there he is. Brady Altman's hunkered down talking uh, ball with us here on Hale Varsity here at Rosie's 10th and P.